Well, hello and welcome back to the Heart of Titus with Dan and Tony. We are so glad that you're here with us this week. We've got a great show. Uh, We have a special guest. It is Pastor Pat McGuffin. And Pastor Pat and Pastor Tony have been going to the mission field for many years now. They're going to talk about how God moves on the mission field in miracles and healings. And they want to encourage you with this message. So it's going to be a great show. Uh, We hope that you're going to be encouraged and blessed by it. So you're going to wait no longer. Let's jump in the conversation with Pastor Pat and Pastor Tony. Well, I'm Pat McGuffin, your host today, and I'm here with Tony Nardella. Tony, we're so glad that you're uh, with us today. As always, Pat, it's a pleasure to be here. You know, we talk about a lot on God's faithfulness and His goodness as we have these opportunities to go out around the world and see Him do amazing things. He's a faithful God in so many ways, and yet we see Him do supernatural things that we can't explain. I'm sure you see that all the time. Yes, that is one of the incredible things that you and I and others have had the privilege of experiencing when we go on these trips. We read in the scripture where Jesus said that these signs will follow them that believe. So we believe. That's about our only qualification. But we preach the gospel, and then God shows up, and he does incredible stuff, even supernatural stuff. You know, that is an incredible scripture, and I know a lot of times I read the Great Commission out of Matthew 28, but in Mark 16, when it said, these signs will follow those who believe, not the special ones, Mm -hmm. those who believe, I was baffled in saying, God, why am I not seeing that more? But now as we are going out, we're truly seeing God do amazing things all over the world. And that's a great comfort to me, too. For many years, I had read the scriptures, and I read about all of these miracle accounts, the incredible healings, the walking on water, the resurrections, resurrections which our faith is based upon, Mm -hmm. the resurrection of Jesus. And yet I did not experience that much in my early years as a uh, Christian. Not that I've seen any resurrections, mind you, but, but on these trips, we have seen God just do incredible things. And not that they don't happen at home. We just, I just didn't see them in the frequency that I would like to see them. So tell me about that first time that you experienced uh, seeing a miracle before your eyes. Wow, that's an interesting question. I did see it here in the United States. I was a young believer. I knew absolutely nothing about what I was doing. I was only a few months old in the Lord. And... Uh, I was praying with my wife, and she received Jesus, but she was also hurting. She was having some stomach trouble. Mm. And so for some strange reason, I uh, put my hand on her belly, and I said, Lord, just to show her she made the right decision, would you please heal her belly? And she immediately jumped up and smacked her belly and says, oh, my gosh, the pain's gone. The pain's gone. And... To me, it was such a natural thing, but it was clearly a supernatural thing. Oh, it was. And I'm sure that did something in her fledgling faith that was just getting going in the Lord, seeing God interact with her like that. And and since that time, both she and you have seen God do a lot of things around the world. Um, Tell tell us about some of those incidents. Wow. Well, there's so many stories, right? But I remember we were in my wife and I were in a church in Peru. And it was a humble church, and it was in the city of Lima. And the people just loved to dance in this church. And so they were dancing and praising the Lord after my message. And um, maybe not because of the message, maybe because (laughs) it was over, I don't know. But 
Uh, there was a man who had come in in a makeshift wheelchair. It was a very humble neighborhood. And it was a white rosin plastic chair that had two bicycle wheels somehow affixed to it. I, I don't know how they did it, but he did it. And I remember my wife went and prayed for his ankles while he was sitting in the chair during the worship time. And then uh, he was encouraged to stand up. And then somebody took the chair away, and then he was overcoming the Holy Spirit and ended up on the floor for I don't know how long. And then he got up and uh, danced and pushed his wheelchair home. Oh, my goodness. Those are the kind of stories that uh, they do something not only to that church and to her, but to the community that he's around. He's a man in a wheelchair, and now suddenly he's walking. Well, that reminds me of a story uh, of, of yours, actually, when early in our trips, maybe close to 20 years ago, we were in Guayaquil, Ecuador, and you were in a church, and you gave a message with the translator, and you invited people to come up for healing, and at that time in particular, you were very methodical and slow in praying for people, so you were there for hours, uh, but perhaps you could share that story. You know which one I'm Are talking you, about. Okay. Yeah, you're talking about the, uh, the young lady who's 23. Yes. Um, yes, that was a, a young lady, and I, after I got done preaching, I went over to one side of the 70 people that came to the altar, and I just started praying for them, and I get in the middle, and I see uh, this young lady who was all bent over, disfigured, and, and just kind of sitting there, and um, or standing there, being held up by these other people, um, and I just had a crash in my faith. I mean, I just like, Oh, Lord Jesus, what am I doing here? I'm just a, a printer guy and a publisher from Central Florida. Look at her. I'm thinking these thoughts. And I looked at her, and I was just overwhelmed with a lack of faith on my part. And I remember clearly in my heart hearing the Lord say, This is not about you. This is about me and my love relationship with her. You pray for her in my son's name. And I took a deep breath and said, okay, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. And I looked at her, and she looked the same. And I, I thought, oh, well, I thought I heard the Lord. I did what I thought I heard. And then she shrugs the people off her that are holding her. I didn't know anything about her. And she hugs me, and she hugs Sister Sonia, who was my translator that day, and she turns her little body around and she starts shuffling through the crowd. And I thought that was it. And then I start hearing the, <gasps> the gasp in the crowd. And I said to Sonia, what's happening? And she turned to somebody and said, what's happening? And they said, well, she's never put pressure on her feet before. She's never walked before. And so here, this 23-year-old lady who I'm looking to see her stand up, she didn't stand up straight. She was still bent over, but for the first time in her life, she's shuffling away on her own power, walking, and she had never walked before. You know, the Lord is a very practical God of love, and He doesn't spend so much time in philosophical or theological arguments as He does in just helping people. So this authority has nothing to do with us as much as it does with the authority and the Word of God, and we're stepping out in faith, declaring oh, well, His truth. We don't do anything. No. You know, I mean, well, what we do is we obey, mm -hmm. and we believe. Mm -hmm. And that is what we're required to do. I think a lot of times, like you really eloquently stated in your situation with the lady who was crippled over and couldn't walk, 
you began to doubt yourself, but the Lord told you that it really had nothing to do with you. That's it had right. to do with bringing glory to His Son mm -hmm. through what we did in obedience. Mm -hmm. Our job is to believe enough in what He says that He will have an opportunity to receive the glory and, give, and so that Jesus' name would be lifted up. One of the questions that we hear a lot is, why do we see so much healing over in other countries, but not necessarily in the United States? I'm sure you hear that a lot. I do hear that a lot, Pat, and I'm sure you do and as well. And if I've been asked it once, been asked a thousand times. And so don't, don't know if I've ever really had the answer for that, but it has caused me to think about it a lot and pray about it a lot. And it's caused me to kind of analyze why we are seeing a greater number um, of these supernatural events where we go than we do in other places, including home. And I think part of the answer there has to do with our own expectation. Down there, uh, they expect God to help them because they don't have anywhere else to go. There's, you know, a lot of places where you and I have the privilege to preach, they don't have many resources. They don't have health insurance. They don't have anybody to bail them out if God doesn't heal them. And some, I remember the first time I was on a mission trip, I was asked to help pray for a, a woman who was very poor and blind. And she's, I could hear she was crying off to God, well, how am I going to take care of my kids if I can't see? Apparently this was a recent event. I, I really don't know. And... All I know is that I prayed a wimpy little prayer, and so did my companion. But this woman, she prayed like it was coming from her gut. I mean, she was pouring out everything she had. This woman was just crying out for help, and God healed her eyes. And it blew me away. I'd never seen anything like that before. And I'm, as I said, I'm quite convinced that I had very little to do with it. Uh, but there's an when there's an expectation that's born out of need, uh, when people get passionate, I think of what my wife uh, prayed when we were having a hard time in our marriage, and she prayed uh, Luke 18, 1, uh, which is the story that Jesus told to encourage people that they should always pray and not give up. And then the next verse talks about how this widow was pounding her fist and crying out, Lord, grant me justice against my adversary. You know, there's, a, there's a, something that wells up within us when we get passionate about something that sometimes God just won't deny that. That's true. That's true. You know, that, uh, that desire for welling up and passion and expectancy, we don't just see it with the people we... Um, take with us to these other nations, but we see it with pastors and leaders and in churches all over the world. Wow. Well, we're going to stop right there for this week. And uh, we hope that this uh, encourages you to know that God is still in the miracle business. Jesus still heals today like he did 2000 years ago. And um it's just amazing to see how God uses people, uses people like you and me 
to be his hands and his feet as we go out and minister to the world. You know, if these are a blessing to you, if these shows um, encourage you or teach you something new, uh, we would love for you to like and subscribe to our podcast. Um, And then we've got so many other teachings and so many other uh, messages and encouraging things that we want to share with you here at The Heart of Titus with Dana and Tony. Now, also, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, please leave those in the comment section, or you can email us at admin at heartoftitus.org, and we'll be able to respond to you personally. We'll be able to uh, answer your question, and maybe it's something that we can bring up in a future podcast. Also, if you would like to support this ministry, if you'd like to learn more about what this ministry does, you can go to our website at www.heartoftitus.org. Now, we have a great show upcoming because Pastor Pat and Pastor Tony are going to talk to one of our good friends from Guatemala, Pastor Abner Gomez, and he is going to share and continue in this conversation about healing and miracles, and how God uses us, even when we're not understanding what's going on, even when we're not really sure what's happening, God will still use us. We just have to be available and obedient to his word. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. God bless you. And we'll see you on the next The Heart of Titus with Dan and Tony.